Welcome to Excel Radio with Dr. Nick Zarowski, where we talk with world-class entrepreneurs, executives, and health experts who have unlocked the secrets to Excel Health and performance. Hi, and welcome to Excel Radio. This is your host and high performance expert, Dr. Nick Zarowski. In this episode, we bring back Dan Sullivan. Now, if you remember, Dan was a guest on the show quite some time ago. And when he was on the show, he had so much fun, he asked if he could come back and be a regular contributor. Now, Dan is the founder of Strategic Coach, and he teaches high-level entrepreneurs how to manage and operate their business. Now, Dan is incredibly interested in the topic of health and longevity. His goal is to live to 160 years old, and he is on a clear path to uh, get there. And so he's focused on his health and he's focused on longevity. So he's always implementing and trying new things in order to increase his overall level of health. Now, Dan also spends an incredible amount of money on his health. Um, last show, he actually talked about his piece of workout equipment that cost $25,000. And so it's always interesting to have Dan on to hear what he's doing now, what he's implementing now, and what's working for him. He always has the most expensive gadgets, the most expensive tests, and other entrepreneurs and other health advocates really like to hear what Dan has to say. So once again, I welcome Dan Sullivan to the show. I hope you enjoy. Well, Dan, it's always a, always a pleasure having you on the show, and thanks for coming and joining us again. My pleasure, Nick. This is uh, I love uh, plugging into the people who are, you know, um, taking a different approach to medicine and health, and. Uh, you know, I'm uh, tapping into networks more and more. A lot of them are in strategic coach because it's all entrepreneurial. You know, the uh, you know the uh, areas w- in which someone like yourself and uh, you know I have probably another dozen to twenty uh, people who have created you know centers for different approaches to health, which are outside the disease model, putting the emphasis on fitness and health. Right. You know, I mean, in fact, we don't have a healthcare system either in the United States or Canada. We have a disease system. A disease control system is really what it is, which, you know, if you have a disease, it's very, very important. But yeah. uh, if you um, um, but even if you do have a disease, uh, just handling the disease is just the start. What you want to do is get optimally health healthy and fit and uh, yeah. that's really the the key and, and, and that's and that's really it I mean since you said you have some really cool different things you've been doing since um, last time we spoke and since last time we spoke I've also you know been diving into you know genetic necessities for you know the human and also looking into different topics like cardiovascular issues and you know just diving into all these different areas and really what it comes back to it comes always comes back to the many foundational principles of look what is required for the human species to thrive and you know it's funny because when we look at animals for instance we always for instance if an animal gets sick we always ask the questions what did the animal eat in order to make it sick if your dog got sick 
However, if the kid gets sick, you ask the question of what medicine do we need for the kid, you know? So we ask a lot of, the way that we look at health is really interesting. And it always comes back to foundational principles of what is genetically required for the human species. And if we're living congruently with those genetic requirements, because if we're doing those things that are necessary for human species, then the human species will thrive. There's proof that we can thrive, you know, live to 120 mm -hmm. years, disease free, have great looking teeth, look great, be able to feel great. Um, but the fact is, is that, you know, we're doing quite the opposite of that. So um, it, it's, it's a it's a great topic to dive into. Yeah, uh, uh, I know you, you've got questions for me, but I have a question for you since the last time uh, we talked on the on the podcast. Uh, what new area uh, have you discovered or you're, you've gone more deeply into since the last time? Yeah, um, I've been diving into cardiovascular issues um, quite a bit. So coronary heart disease is number the, the number one killer uh, of people, and basically that's what happens with that is the coronary artery um, gets blocked, doesn't supply the heart with the proper amount of nutrients and oxygen and blood supply, and then you essentially end up with a heart attack. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been diving into that. I've been diving into the topic of high blood pressure. It seems almost like any patient I see anymore is on some type of blood pressure medication. Um, uh, the the topic of adrenal fatigue. Jeez, um, oh, peace. Uh, what else have I been diving into? And, and so I mean, every time we dive into these, we look at you know what are the the, the 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 best nutrients to give to somebody in order to actually help them with these issues. And, um, and, and so cardiovascular has been one of the, probably the biggest things on my radar. And, you know, a lot of times when these things come up on my radar, it's just because I tend to have a lot of patients who walk in the door that are suffering from these conditions, um, are giving bad advice according to this condition that they have, or, um, maybe a loved one, uh, died um, due to a condition of, of this sort. So, you know, and once again, cardiovascular issues are the ones that have just been popping up on my radar again and again. And, and you know, I see so much misinformation going around where, you know, patients are just taking blood pressure medication just for the sake of taking it, um, you know, more of a prevention model. However, they're not doing... Um, you know they're, they're they're taking they're being told to be put on a blood pressure medication but yet they're not told some of the very obvious things that they can do such as taking a coq10 and a fish oil and in a in a vascular um you know uh, a systemic uh vascular um nutritional blend that will support uh balancing their blood pressure so a lot of people just are, are their doctors are taking them straight all the way to you know the straight to the drugs where to me it's like the last resort they're taking them straight to the last resort versus actually going in and working to um, do all the necessary things that could probably not probably would fix their problem if they just addressed those you know if you have high blood pressure you're likely living in a chronically stressful environment that's not congruent with the the, the human genetics uh, you're likely eating a poor quality diet. You're not getting exercise. So you're doing all these things that aren't congruent um, to express health in good vascular balance. However, the solution that people are getting from their doctor is take this blood pressure medication. Well, that's that's mm -hmm. not a solution at all. That's a Band-Aid. Yes. Well, you know, uh, I know you're going to add, uh, you sent me a little uh, 
um, overview of uh, what today's uh, discussion could be about. And that would be the big area that I can report progress on. So I love um, it. And um, so uh, in August of 2016, um, um, I started a program uh, with a cardiologist who's in Strategic Coach. Okay. Um, by the name of um, Jeff Gladden, he, live, he lives in Dallas. And uh, <clears throat> so uh, he's, he does really terrific tests. And I had previously to um, uh, starting with Jeff, I had gone to Human Longevity Institute in San Diego and had my complete genome uh, uh, mapped out and for the first time. Um, and uh, that was interpreted by them, but uh, um, my real connection with Jeff was I asked uh, the Human Longevity Lab, uh, and they, they, they're not a uh, coaching lab, they just do the testing, and then periodically, like I did it, uh, I did it at the beginning of 2016, and got the gene maps back, and right about that time, I was talking to Jeff, and we asked if Jeff could just sit in on the, you know, the sessions where they took us through the gene map. And they also did a complete biome with microbiome uh, testing of my gut, gut bacteria. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, what that's emerging uh, is it has as much impact on what's actually going on with you as your, your genetic makeup, uh, you know, how your gut is handling what you're putting in your mouth and you know what's coming down there and uh, the uh, the genome uh, was really interesting because uh, because of genes I do have and the some missing genes that I have is that and it indicated that in my family everybody's got the propensity to high blood pressure and that's this has been proven out because um, you know, every single member, I'm a, one of seven children, my mom and dad, and they had, uh, you know, they had family members in both of their families who had high blood, uh, blood pressure. So there's a genetic uh, predisp predisposition towards um, um, on this. And um, uh, so th that's one fact. Um, but the other thing, my biome was actually terrifically good, came back. And, uh, you know, I'm packed with um, beneficial bacteria. And um, uh, it was just a sort of side note, but I think there's some truth to it. I grew up on a farm, and farm kids from the 1940s and 1950s have, uh, have eaten the required two pounds of dirt by the time you're 10 years old. You know That's I mean? exactly right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so somewhere along the line, I invited in a lot of... Uh, really good bacteria. So as a result, I've never had any allergies related to food um, uh, throughout my entire life. I mean, I, I, I could eat anything, uh, you know, and not have any kind of reaction. There's some foods which I probably shouldn't eat, but uh, I, I don't have severe reactions to them. But, um, you know, th there are foods which are beneficial for cardiovascular. So I, I'd like to kind of talk about that because I've really zeroed in on cardiovascular over the, uh, since I started with Jeff. And on the last two blood tests, I had a blood test, with, complete blood test with him 
in February and I had another one in August and both of them indicated that I'm at the top cardiovascular results for my entire life and I'm 73. So I'm taking supplements and you know the, all the fish oil, the fish oil and the CoQ10 that's part of my supplement uh, supplement take every every day. But the big thing for me was I just zeroed in on intense interval training. Okay? And uh, so um, every spring and fall, Babs and I have been going to a health resort called Canyon Ranch in, uh, in Arizona. Yes. And they're mm -hmm. part of the Cleveland Clinic uh, system right now. And uh, I don't know why it was, but the day I came back in February, it was February 19th, uh, I said, you know, my resting metabolism 25 years ago was roughly about 2100 calories um, a day you know you get up if you laid in bed all day and you didn't do anything I would still burn 2100 calories mm. but 25 years later it's now 1600 uh, mm. 1600 calories you know yeah, and that, 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 that stinks not, doesn't it <laughs> yeah there's nothing unusual about that i mean uh you lose muscle if you don't do anything you lose muscle as you get older but your metal and part of it is the losing of muscle because muscle's the big yep. uh calorie burner yep so what i started uh nick was um just started off there's this really beautiful uh 10 minute exercise you can get and do first thing in the morning Okay. And um, it's 10 minutes, and you, I use an elliptical machine, and um, I just do three minutes, and then there's a real hard 20-second sprint, and then two minutes, another 20 seconds, two minutes, another 20 seconds, and you finish off with two minutes. And the cardio hit from that is equal that if you just got on the elliptical and you did an hour, you know, just at a steady yep. pace. Mm -hmm. And um, then I uh, got a calorie counter where you take your average, uh, your average, um, you know, heartbeat, and you multiply it by minutes, and it gives you your calorie burn. And I'm up now. Uh, I'm I'm doing quite a bit more than 10 minutes in the morning, and I I get to 700 calorie burns before I eat breakfast. So I, I burn 700 calories before I hit breakfast. So 1,600 plus 700, I'm back up above my 25-year mark, and everything has changed. And except for two days since February 19th, I've done intense cardio of different kinds. You know, mm -hmm. I, I move up the schedule, but you have to get that intense push and then rest and intense push. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and everybody say, uh, what's really interesting, everybody say, you look like you've lost 15 pounds, but my weight is about one pound off what it was in February 19th, yeah. but I just look leaner, yeah. and uh, I certainly look younger. Yeah, you put on and, some strength, I'm sure. Yeah, and I've just decided that this is a foundational daily habit for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, it's good. It's actually... Um you know, uh, something I explored quite a while ago, and it's something that's part of my weekly routine. I wouldn't say daily routine, but weekly, just because I, the way I exercise, I lift and I do all kinds of other things. But um, high intensity interval training is definitely part of a weekly routine for me. And one of the things I think I love about it the most is that you're able to get that amazing workout in in that short period of time. 
I mean, yeah. you can imagine if you're really a, a busy individual, you got a lot going on. Well, it sure is nice to be able to go and get a, a super high intense workout in in 15, 20 minutes versus spending an hour at the gym. So, um, and let me tell you, like, you know, if any of the listeners aren't familiar with it, uh, I wrote a lot about it on on my website, but that 15 to 20 minutes, I mean, that is a butt kicking workout. Like when you're done with that, like you're done, <laughs> you know, you, you just yep. gave it your all. You're not, you're not saying, well, that was pretty easy. I mean, by the time I'm done doing sprints for, or, or whatever it is, uh, whatever routine I set up for high intensity interval training, by the time that 20 minute mark is, is there, I'm, I'm like, you know, thanking God that the whole thing is over with because it is usually a very, it's just a high intensity experience. So yeah, and I'm, uh, you know, in some of it, I'm using the, uh, you know, I'm just using speed. In other words, I'm doing, I'm going as fast, but sometimes I'm just pushing the elevation, the resistance up because there's, I mean, um, the body will respond to any intense exercise. Um, yep. And, uh, but the big thing for me is it's proven you know, and these are people who uh, are very much into the Alzheimer, the dementia issue, that the main reason, the onset of um, what could become dementia or could uh, become Alzheimer's is the not enough oxygen getting to the brain, you know. And, uh, you know, when you're doing it, you just pump it because the brain uses up about 40% of our oxygen every day. You know, it's it's the main uh, brain power needs oxygen. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, well, it needs the blood flow. You got to get the blood flow through the brain. Yeah, and and that's that's a whole that's a whole other interesting topic. You know, you asked me what I got into since the last time we talked about diabetes type three, Alzheimer's, and uh, neurodegeneration of the brain uh, through uh, excessive sugar intake and. Um, and uh, the the lack of insulin sensitivity and, and high blood sugar, you know. So, that, yeah, that, that, there's an interesting one right there. So I'm going to give you three new little technologies that I've acquired because uh, I know you like picking up tricks. Yeah, let's and, uh, let's let's do it. Let's do okay, it. Okay. So the first one is called Zona, um, Z-O-N-A, uh, for my Canadian friends, Z-O-N-A, um, and. Um, and it's a handheld device, and um, it was developed by the U.S. Air Force to help uh, jet um, the pilots to offset G-forces, um, because G-forces, um, where it shows up, is the impact on the cardiovascular vascular system, and uh, you know, and uh, with the high-powered jets, and the, these are jets that have to do sudden moves and you know, sudden climbs, sudden turns, and everything else. And the uh, it, it has an incredible impact, and it can have an injurious impact on people who don't train themselves for this. So what they worked out was a handheld device, and a, you do the whole thing in 10 minutes, and um, you grip um, right hand, left hand. So you start off with 10 seconds as hard as you can grip. It's electronic. It's got a little uh, screen on it. And then you switch over to the left, you take a minute's rest, and you switch over to the left, and you do 10 seconds, and then you take a minute uh, between each time, and the right hand you grip as hard as you can for two minutes, and there's a, uh, there's a thing that you're squeezing too tight or you're squeezing not enough, and there's a, you know, there's a gold thing in the middle that says hold, 
And the whole thing is to have it on hold as much as you can. And, uh, you know, uh, you are gripping at one one position and it's okay, but then it slips out of range and then you have to readjust your grip. And two minutes, gripping something really tightly for two minutes is really tough. You know? I bet. And then you do that twice with each hand and you're finished in about 10 minutes and then they give you a score and the score that shows that you're really in a good range is above 80 and I'm up to about 95 now. I started in the low 80s and everything else. But what they've proven, if you do this uh, two or three times a week for a quarter, uh, you'll drop both uh, both uh, uh, the systolic and diastolic on your heart. You'll drop it by about 10 points in, in uh, 90 days. Okay, and it's permanent. It's not a... Uh, so, you know, it's not a, just a temporary effect. <clears throat> uh, so I've been at this now for about a month, and um, and my uh, the other cardio, the intense cardio I was doing, I'd already dropped by ten points. Um, so um, this next one, and uh, under medication, and I'm on Atticand, which uh, is a <clears throat> you know. Uh, um, you know, I take the blood pressure because you want you if you can't be normal, you want to correct to normal with the blood pressure. So I went in to see I have an internist in Chicago. And uh, so, you know, we have the Canadian healthcare system and we use it, you know, uh, for 80 percent of what ails you. A lot of people say, well, you know, is the Canadian healthcare system good? I said, yeah, it's really excellent for 80 percent of what ails you but if you got something special you want to do you're going to go you're going to go to the states because they don't have the same specialization here you know and it's not infrequent that the doctor you go to in the United States is a Canadian (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting yeah yeah and uh, uh, so uh, the Canadian healthcare system is Muzak you know it's kind of like Muzak but if you got something special, you go to the States, and I'm a citizen of both countries, and we have, you know, we have homes in both countries, and we have companies in both countries, so I've got to have a health system wherever I am. But in the United States, you have to go looking for, uh, you know, a good specialist and that. So anyway, but I got, you know, I got on, and she took my blood pressure, and, you know, my blood pressure's been 120 over 87, and the last time I went, uh, it was uh, 105 over 65. And she said, she's like, let's do this again. She's like, You've got, there must be some sort of glitch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was still like 112 over 75 on her third try. And she says, wow, she says, that, that's quite a, quite a change. But I think it's the impact of the, uh, you know, my morning, uh, the intense interval. But now I really, really... Now that I'm now that I'm winning, I wanna <laughs> I wanna keep winning, you know. So my feeling is during 2018, I'll go off medication forever. That's good. That's good. And and you know the interval training can have that effect, whereas you know your other exercise wasn't just simply because, um, you know, you're there's there's science behind that where you're releasing more healing hormones. You're gonna release more growth hormone and. And, uh, you know, it, it, it does, it, you know, they compare it a lot of times to, you know, if you look at 
animals, for instance, where it's like in most cases, animals do sprints, right? They sprint, then they stop or they go, they, you know, the, 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 the lion chases the, the prey and then it, it stops, you know, but it's always quick bursts. And so, yeah, they don't, know, they don't, uh, animals don't do marathons. Right. So, so therefore like there's a, there's a huge science behind it, but it's great that you're seeing such good results and it's reported time and time again that with the high intensity interval training, people are seeing these kinds of results and the, the science is all there to back it up. So that's, that's yeah. great. Really and also great. it's fat burning. I mean, it, uh, you know, I mean, it, uh, it burns uh, burns fat. And the other thing is you get an after effect. Like if you do this for 20 minutes, the burn goes on. That's right. Um, you know, it yeah, can go on for days. a couple more, couple more hours, um, uh, you know, the, the, the good burn. And then did I report last time Vasper, the Vasper machine? Yeah, you talked all about the Vasper, yeah. Yeah, so I'm two and a half years on it now, and I do it every other day. And all my hormone levels are significantly greater after two years, like I was like 275 on, you know, on uh, the testosterone, and I'm right just below 700 now, you know, with uh, with all my tests. That, that's not the free testosterone, but it's just the overall test. There's some subsets of testosterone. You also want to be increasing those. And that always gets the men in the audience. They get real, real excited when I when I talk about this, you know, the, you know, they, you know, one track mind, you know, testosterone. Yeah, testosterone is all the hype, you know, it's all yeah, the hype. Yeah, and everything like that. But growth hormone is up. Uh, IGF-1 is up. You know, these are the, uh, these are the, but these are the muscle build, these are the muscle building, uh, you know, the hormones in the body. So, um, and they promote longevity though. So it's, it's yeah. Good. Yeah, and then uh, I've got another one which is called Halo, and I'm not as far along with this one, but it's a device that kind of looks like, um, you know, it wraps over the top of your head, and it's an app off your iPhone, and um, uh, you can use it for various purposes, but one of them is um, that if you are undertaking a new physical exercise, okay, and you do the halo for a half hour and it feels tingly uh, over the top it you know you can feel a feel a sort of tingle and you go into a slightly meditative uh, meditative state and i i know that because i've done transcendental meditation for 45 years and you kind of go into a kind of very pleasant meditative i mean it itches a little bit but uh, you put up with that and then any new physical exercise you do, um, and especially if you're doing um, uneven stepping, like you, you're stepping up and stepping down, um, um, there's a tendency as you get older to lose your balance. Yeah. And um, so you do this, and uh, you do it uh, before you do it once, and then you do the exercise, and the next time you do the exercise, you have better coordination. So this is just all the rage for the tennis, tennis players and the gymnastics players and, uh, you know, things like martial, martial arts, um, you know, and for some reason it does um, cross lobe integration this half hour you do. You're, you're not doing anything while you're doing this. You're, you're just sitting. And then you get up and you do the exercise, and the next time you do the exercise, there's greater coordination. So um, I'm um, I'm just playing with that one right now. I believe you know uh, 
you don't really uh, get a true result that you can talk about if you if you stay with it then le- less than six months. Uh, you know, um, you're giving anecdotal, but it wouldn't be provable. You know, mm-hmm. and so I'm uh, I'm doing that. And the other one is Compex. Compex, um, and this has been out on the market for quite a while, but I haven't um, investigated before. So what you have is a box. Um, you know, it's about the, a little bigger than, um, if you think about the old iPhones, it would be like a, a iPhone, but it's got four leads out of it. And uh, on the lead, uh, at the end of the lead, you've got these patches, which are self-adhesive, and you put them at the top of your muscle and the bottom of your muscle, okay? And you, there's eight muscle groups you can do with it, and um, and then you turn it on, and there's uh, a frequency of vi- vibration. And I can sit there for a half hour. I'm not doing anything, and my muscles are going like this, you yeah. know, like this. Yeah. And uh, 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 and you're stronger after you do it. So I've been working on my calves. I've had a lot of leg injuries in my life. I've had uh, one, two, three, four major surgeries. Um, I, I've broken both my Achilles tendency, uh, tendons, um, and uh, which ended my ballet career. It was very unfortunate. Uh, you know, I would, that's a joke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to laugh till I found out it was a joke. <laughs> it was. It was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ballet. Uh, you know. Um, uh, you know, linebacker maybe, but not, not ballet. Uh, ballet. I had a double break of my right ankle, a compound break of my right ankle, and I uh, tore my meniscus. Um, And in the old days, they they didn't do you much good when they did surgery on meniscus. That was come a long ways, right? Forty-two years ago, and but what it does is that, like, um, without any physical exercise, weightlifting at all, you can increase your muscles. Yes. Uh, and you can work on your calves, you can work on your quads, you can yes. work on your ab- abdominal muscles, you can work on your back muscles, chest muscles, yeah. and then the muscle groups. And it's for big muscle groups. It's it's yeah. for the big muscle groups. But the big thing that I've learned, and you probably have a lot to say about this, our skeleton was not meant to support our weight. Is to provide us with mobility and and to put more and more weight on your joints as you get older. And the reason why people would do that is because they're losing muscle. It's muscle that's supposed to really support our weight, you know, and uh, give us the strength. So older people will frequently have joint injuries, and the reason is that their muscles are no longer supporting their their weight, they're not, the muscles are to take the movement, you know, the, the impact of the movement and everything else gives you balance and everything like that. And so I've been at this for about three months and I'm, I'm noticing I'm much more sure-footed. Yeah. Much more. Well, w- without even doing exercise, you can actually increase muscle recruitment. So if you can increase muscle fiber recruitment, you can become stronger. So once again, there's some things like you can, that you, that you're mentioning, um, that you can do that will just increase recruitment. You didn't you didn't even go lift any weights or or do anything to strengthen yourself, but you will be stronger because you're you're uh, improving muscle uh, muscle fiber recruitment. And then back to the um, 
musculoskeletal system, you're 100% correct. You know, there's a lot of people who will have um, just chronic low back pain or joint issues. And one of the reasons is because they have the core of a jellyfish where they just are just zero muscles at all. And um, if there's no muscular tissue there to support the uh, the structure, then the structure is taking all the, the pounding, the beating. And so you got to have those strong ligaments, those strong muscles and tendons so that you can actually hold together well and they protect the bones they protect the joints yeah. and and so yeah. w when all that is weak you know because you're just sitting on the couch eating potato chips all day then then your 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 overall structure and your joints are just going to take that pounding and um and and really uh and really have issues and it's always interesting to me because you know i can i i look at people who are just you know let's say they're 60 years old and they're phenomenal athletes and they regardless of being in the same prof profession as another guy their bodies are just holding up an incredible amount and then the guy who really was never into physical exercise who's in that same profession doing the same thing his joints are just completely shot and and uh you know back to what you're saying the actual muscular system is that that is protecting those joints so that's how the same person doing the same type of work one's uh, you know, stays physically active, the other one doesn't. The one who does not will have all these joint issues at some point in their life. Um, I see it all the time, and uh, it, it's an interesting concept. But you know, you're right on point with that. Yeah. Uh, do you have? Uh, you married? Yes. Yes. Do you have children? Yep. Two, two and three quarter. Yeah. Now here's the real test, uh, Nick. If you, I know you just did the Spartan race, and I like you know, like you to go over that again, you know, what the craziness was in your mind that you would take that on. But uh, if you really want to find what you're fit, uh, just for one day, get up and do everything your three-year-old does all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you can stay with it for two hours, if you can stay with it for two hours, you're approaching fitness. If you can do it all day, uh, you know, you're you're a super athlete. And kids are just, you know, they're just all, mo I, I mean, kids are physical before they're mental because it takes a long time for our mental capability. So they don't explore the world. They don't explore the world with their mind so much as they explore the world with their body. And uh, I mean, the range of motion that a three-year-old would go through and the shift, uh, you know, all the different shifts they do during the day. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a kid who isn't already addicted to looking at a screen, you know, but that they're uh, that they're they're really active and they've got a lot of challenges during the during the day. And uh, and the other thing is that they they don't compare themselves with anyone else except to imitate uh, something they can't do. Yeah. So. Um, you know, if you could think about, you know, the range of motion, the strength that's required of a young child, and then to have that as a goal to, you know, to actually keep exploring and pressing yourself into new types of activities, um, I, I think that that's a good model uh, to actually uh, uh, to actually look at. Yeah, yeah, actually, you're 100% right. I mean, just as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about it, you know, the kids don't have, they're not held back like an adult would be, right? So as in like, you know, what is, what's right, what might be acceptable, what's not. I mean, you can go to a, you know, whether you're, whether you're at a, uh, you know, a funeral or you're at a party, your kid wants to go run around and, 
and stay active the whole time, you know. And so um, kids really, you know, are, are a good uh, way for us to see how we should how we should move, right? They're moving all day. They um, they have great flexibility. They have you know they have great strength to move their bodies and control their bodies, um, you know. And, and then you get the adult who is sitting in a chair for eight eight to ten hours. And then after they you know first they they get up in the morning. They drive in they drive in their car to the their workspace and spend a half hour there. And then they get to the workspace and sit for eight hours. And then they drive a half hour home. And then they go sit on the couch. You know where kids yeah. are just moving all day. You know and so it's a it's a great way for us to see how humans are supposed to move before uh, life steps in, you know? Yeah. Nick, I have a question for you. Uh, and I'm just, uh, you know, approaching this. I haven't really gotten into it and it's intermittent fasting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So have you uh, gone into that yourself? I mean, yeah, actually, uh, that's a topic I've written a ton on. I think on my website, I have like four articles on it. And, um, you know, I explore intermittent fasting for uh, if you're looking to lose weight and get strong, have a very strong physique, intermittent fasting for hormone balance, intermittent fasting for gut health, intermittent fasting for more energy. I mean, you could talk about intermittent fasting for so many different. Uh, can you can you describe? I mean, uh, yeah. As I said, I'm a novice in this area. You know, I mean, uh, I remember I was drafted into the U.S. Army in 1965. I got caught in the first big call up for Vietnam. And uh, when I got to basic training, uh, I had been a really active athlete, you know, all through my school days, but between ages 18 and 21, uh, 20, when I, I kind of, you know, I was just riding on the fitness that I had attained, but I really, quite frankly, there was a gap, and I had discovered all sorts of new foods that I liked, and uh, so when I got to basic training, um, you know, I remember the sergeant I had, he says, uh, and he always called me, uh, he had a name for me because I'd had some education, and he, uh, you know, he went after me. And uh, so he, his nickname for me was Shit for Brains. So he, he wouldn't call me he wouldn't call me by my proper name. You know, he says, uh, uh, Sullivan, Shit for Brains. He said, I've got I know something about you. And that is that you've never missed a meal in your life. You've never missed a meal in your life, have you? And, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, yeah, and he it caught, uh, you know, it caught me at the right time. Sometimes an outside voice can. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I worked on that and I realized that I had uh, deteriorated in two years from my 18th to my 20th birthday. And, uh, you know, the basic training that's they, they put you through the loops, uh, you know, as far as fitness, because a lot of the guys are going to end up on the front lines. Fortunately, that is largely determined whether you're really good on the two shooting days when you're shooting your rifle at targets. And I'm a really good shot, but I I totally lost my ability to shoot accurately on the two days that they tested out <laughs> rifle <laughs> rifle practice. You know, and I don't know what it was. I yeah, just, it uh, must have been the yeah, lack yeah, of food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just I was just off those two days. You know, and uh, yeah, the, and they you had these 18 year olds. They said, "Man, I'm the best shot here," and that's just what they wanted to hear. So. 
they they <laughs> yeah. uh, put it. But the uh, but I realized that I I was already on a downward slope, and this happens I think a lot to people in their twenties. You know, especially if if they've been real active as a teenager. And, you know, nature kind of fools us because we continue to grow muscle till we're, we're about 30 and then it drops off and starts to drop off. And, you, um, you you know, nature gives you what it wants you to have up until 30 and then it, it, it couldn't care less what happens to you. You're on your own after 30. Right. Yeah. So the uh, but going back to the intermittent fasting, uh, I, I think it's. Um, you know, it's obvious what it would do from the standpoint of weight and everything, but there's actually chemical changes at a certain point. And I've heard that it's, uh, even if it's as little as 14 to 16 hours between meals, you know, where you've had it, there's actually chemical changes that kick in around the 12 hour mark that you never get to if you never give your body to, uh, to go through that fast. Is that your understanding of sort of the entry level of that that there's just things you're not allowing your body to do because right. you're you're forcing it to be digesting food all the time right. yeah and it's a great topic so let's start at the top so when you look at ancestral health you know one of the things that we look at is okay in these hunter-gatherer societies right they probably were able to eat really good during certain times of the year and then other times of the year maybe it was really cold out they didn't eat as good right so they didn't eat as much or, you know, you only got a meal when you went out and killed the wildebeest, right? And so between between then, you didn't just graze all day. So one of the things that we see as a huge issue with modern society is the, um, well, it's a great thing, the availability of food, but it's a bad thing because people are just grazing all day long. You know, they're just constantly at their desk. They got the food there. They're just um, shoving it, shoving it in their mouth all day long. And so... It's not a good thing for us to be eating that, that much and that often. It, genetically, we're actually designed to go through periods of um, just fasting. You know, it's not starvation; it's just fasting. And so, when we look at it from a from a from you know an overall perspective, we do better as a, a species when we have some fasting involved. Okay, now. Um, we look at from the point of longevity and healing um, in, in all the things in between that once again we're doing better if we, we don't consume as much food and many people are, are grossly over consuming food. So intermittent fasting essentially what you're doing it's very simple very simple thing to uh, integrate in your lifestyle where basically you'll go ahead and eat during an eight hour period and then for a 16 hour period you'll you'll um, just go ahead and fast now during that eight hour period it's not calorie restriction it's not uh, you know you're not when you do intermittent fasting the whole goal isn't to restrict yourself of calories it's actually your goal is to eat the same amount of calories you would normally eat however you're only doing it in an eight hour period so during that eight hour period you eat and then your body gets the chance to heal and rejuvenate now when you're fasting it's one of the greatest um, times that you your body has to actually heal and um, and, and rebuild um, you know I do fasting with patients um, multiple like three day fast four day fast and I actually did a um, I did a video on fasting which has been went viral on YouTube and done well but um, 
you know, when people are fasting, uh, it's, it's one of the greatest healing capabilities your body has. Um, you look at, you know, uh, natural treatments for cancer and many major diseases, fasting is usually involved. And so intermittent fasting is a really just simple way to get into fasting. And once again, you're eating a high quality diet, you're eating it, all your food within an eight hour window, and then you're uh, fasting for the other 16. Now, if you're fasting, doing intermittent fasting, let's say you work out in the morning on an empty stomach, there is reports of you know up to 2,000% increase in growth hormone uh, for men and up to 1,500% uh, increase in growth hormone for women. So it, has a, it does great things for your hormones and hormone balance um, that you otherwise don't get if you're just grazing all day long. So when, now you have to understand the colon is a very complex neurological network. Uh, some believe it's even more complex than the brain itself, okay? Um, as far as the, the neurological network involved, it's called the enteric nervous system. The colon, um, when you're just completely, you know, stuffing food down all day long, you're just, you're just wearing it out. You're just burning out that nervous system. You're putting too much stress on it. When you give that nervous system the, uh, and the colon the chance to um, heal by doing a fast or intermittent fasting, you're giving uh, your body the opportunity to balance hormones. You're giving your body the ability to detoxify, balance bacteria within the um, uh, intestines. Um, balance the overall microbiome which you spoke about and so you do a lot of really great things for for uh, your body when you're doing the fasting now if you do intermittent fasting you'll probably notice a difference within just a couple days you say wow you know what this the first couple days you might not like the way it feels but um, after that you probably go wow you know I couldn't think of living any other way um, because it yeah. just you, you, you the amount of energy that you get <laughs> Um, and I, like I said, I do all kinds of fasting. Intermittent fasting is probably one of the, the best entry level forms of fasting. I was doing, uh, you know, I always test this stuff out on myself personally. I was doing one day, one day a week fast where one day a week I would do a 24 hour fast, felt incredible on it. Um, so there's all different types of fasting. We do three day fast, four day fast. And, um, and, uh, it just is, it, it allows your body to really open up that incredible healing potential it has and just heal. Yeah, it's really great, uh, uh, Nick. It's uh, it's neat checking progress, you know, because uh, you're right in the center of it, but I've uh, surrounded myself with great sources of information and uh, as I do it. And uh, this is my podcast day, so I've got another one coming up on the hour, but uh, so uh, let's, uh, you know, uh, what I, I mean, uh, you've inspired me over the last 10 minutes. I mean, I've started it where I'll make sure I've eaten my evening meal by seven uh, in the evening. And then I go all through the night and I, and I don't have my first meal until noon uh, after that. Oh, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, I'll send you some information that I've written up on intermittent fasting. Uh, that Thank can you very help you much. Out, so. Uh, thank you very much. I'm all, you know, uh, uh, you know, I mentioned in my first uh, podcast, my goal is 156 years old. So, you know, I'm I'm just a sponge right now for everything. You, you know, you got to be. You got to be. As you yeah. age, it's the most important time to really get involved in this stuff, you know. Yeah. Real pleasure talking to you. I, I love it. And uh, yeah. And uh, 
Yeah. You're a real American. I, I got started by where you're from. That's uh, <laughs> it's always a pleasure to know where you people where they're from. So thanks a lot. Real pleasure talking to you. All right, Dan, you have a wonderful day. Take care. Okay, bye. If you want more information to multiply your health and simplify your lifestyle, visit our website at excelpodcast.com. Until next time, have an outstanding day.